1: Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Muscular, the human wizard.
0: Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Birds.
2: Hi, this is Jon, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants.
3: Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf... Archer, and the Viceroy of Glenmar.
4: And I am Lauren, a.k.a. OboCrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Hi everyone! Lauren here with a quick message about this episode. We try our best to have top-notch quality audio recording from our games, but we're also humans who make mistakes, especially when drinking. Unfortunately, the fabulous Jules had an issue with her audio during this specific recording session, and I wanted to give you a heads up and apologize for the quality issues in episodes 11 and 12. We've done our best to fix the issue, and I think you'll enjoy our antics anyway. Thanks again for listening, and enjoy the game. Ladies and gentlemen, last time... On Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, the party rep- returned to Dorvine to collect payment for the meat that they had hunted down. And when they snuck into her office, office they discovered she had a visitor. Sarah, her gargoyle friend and protector, had arrived but was injured. He had been attacked by a group of drakes and had managed to break off one of his wings. The party agreed to help track the wing down and return it so Ansara could be healed. After securing a pack horse named Reggie, they headed out and eventually tracked down the wing. The drake pack had been killing everything in its path, including a family of bears, and after dispatching the drakes, Travancore discovered one of the young bears was still alive. As the rest of the party secured the wing to the back of Reggie, travancore tended to the bear's wounds. Despite mistrust and misgivings, the bear was allowed to stay as the party bedded down for the night. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I am your DM, Lauren, aka Oboe Crazy, and I have a delicious beer from Pyramid Brewery, which I've had Pyramid Brews before, but this is a special Lord Aylesworth 40 ounce, because I can only find this special reserve in the 40s, and it is absolutely delicious, and I love it so much. And from there, we're going to move on to John, Carlton Tanks.
2: Uh, I am John, aka That Film Guy, and I am drinking uh, Five Stones Brewery Pompous Monkey, which is a hefeweizen with pomegranate and toasted coconut, and also a fodi.
4: Very nice, and Travancore. Hi there, I'm Jack,
3: and I should point out that the be- the receptacle I'm drinking from is a Christmas gift from my dear friend uh, Travi, um, one of the accidental namesakes of my character Travancore. It has a twenty-sided uh, die, and then my name on the front of it. It's like a beer stein, but I'm not drinking beer. I'm actually drinking a, uh, I guess it's a combination of bourbon and sun kissed, which actually sounds a lot better than you think.
4: Hey! Don't knock until yeah. you tried it. No, no. it's sun kissed. I'm gonna <laughs> knock
3: it. Oh,
1: oh, <laughs> uh, Jonathan the
4: Magi Muscular.
1: What are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan, and I'm playing Jonathan the Magimuscular Muscular. And tonight, I actually have my drink out of the fridge. Yay! I have. Yeah, I know. I have a Mother's Brewing Company Winter Grind Coffee Stout, and here Ooh. it is. It's, it's really good. I got this at the, at the uh, uh, Board Game Geek convention. I traded it for a ginger beer, and it is delicious. Also, uh, vis-a-vis Jenga's uh, drink, I can't hate on it because earlier I had a Big Red and vodka. Oh, and it, it was a Big Red Russian, and it was delicious. Oh. Fuck you. Big Red is disgusting on its own. Your yes. face is disgusting! <laughs> on its <Yes>. own! <laughs> <laughs> All High of five, you are disgusting.
4: Alright, and Bernie, what are you drinking? I guess. <laughs>
0: wine tonight. She's on the glass. Fuck. And it is a Black Hills estate winery, and it's called Nota and it's a blended wine, and it is a blend of Cabernet Sauvignon Merlot and Cabernet Franc. Ooh! Ooh. And it was given us by Stephen's parents. who don't really drink so they were like here have this super expensive bottle of wine i just spilled a little bit so i think i just mopped up 75 cents worth of wine <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: very nice i like how someone is bringing the class to
3: tonight's festivities
1: hey hey Man, i put the you ass know in what class. next time i am getting big red and more vodka and hey, i'm rocking uh, that shit
3: nothing's classier than Sunkissed. <laughs>
1: it's an adorable <laughs> face i'm
3: sure let me pour one out for my homies
4: no don't pour it out we're the only ones who have good stuff. That's right. <laughs> well, as I said in my little preamble, you guys have bedded down for the night. That's that's where we ended. I need to know if anybody is uh, staying up to watch, or are you all just kind of right, passing I'm out.
2: Reset my hit points since we're taking a long rest.
4: Well, you haven't actually taken a long rest yet. Damn we it. are at the point where everything is all set up. You've got the the fire going. You've got uh, you've all had a nice meal, and you're about to bed down for the night. About okay.
1: so to bed down. I, the, the people with not night vision at all should probably get the beginning and end of the watch. So I will take first watch.
0: Okay, I'll take second watch.
2: I'll take whenever. Or Jonathan, would you rather like do sunrise and I can do first? Uh,
1: I'll do first. Because
2: it's already dark, right?
4: It's about to be, yeah.
3: Then I'll take uh, third. Oh, then I'll do whatever's left. So I guess the second or fourth. Fourth. Fourth it is.
4: All right, so the rest of you bed down for the night. Who was on first again? Who's was on first. (laughs) Who was on on first? All right, Jonathan, uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check.
3: Uh, Ah, fuck. Wah wah. No, no, that question. Perception check. Oh, Oh, you're
2: fucking kidding me! Wow, the first. We come back after a month, month. and the first
1: roll is a crit fail in a month. So Uh. my perception, one of the few bad things that this character has going for him is his perception and it is it is a one so he's gotten a two
4: awesome so everybody the first roll after a month to sleep. is a one yeah what the hell and i We're fucking rolled it i don't roll ones merry christmas
2: <laughs> i was hoping for merry, merry christmas. christmas but obviously it's your
4: one uh we haven't had a crit yet not tonight oh uh, all right everybody else beds down for the night uh, Travancore's bear has like very slowly sidled up behind him and is just curled up sleeping. You've sat yourself kind of on the outskirts of the fire in a really nice place and where you can get a good view of everything. You watch everybody slowly fall to sleep. You see the stars come out and it's it's gorgeous. And as you watch the stars fade across the sky, you fall asleep. And a couple hours hours later, uh, who's got second watch? Bernie. Bernie, uh, Bernie, you wake up and realize you were supposed to have been shaken awake a little while ago. It's actually kind of third watch now. And you find Jonathan leaned up against a tree, snoring lightly.
0: Can I roll to kick Jonathan in the shins? <laughs> Go ahead. You,
4: have, well, I deserve you don't it. have
2: to. You can just do it.
0: I kicked Jonathan in the shins. I'm like, yo, dude. <laughs>
1: That, 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 uh, magic, uh, what? magic. We shouldn't have woken him. You are
0: supposed to wake me up, man.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, my, my bad. My bee, my bee. My bee little shorty.
0: Put your footy pajamas on and go back to sleep, asshole.
1: Yeah, yes, I'm, yes, I'm sorry.
0: Jonathan uh, takes
4: his place uh, uh, against the fire. You sit yourself against the tree, determined to do better than your friend. Roll me a perception check.
0: Well, I did do better, but the
4: odds were in my favor. <laughs> yes. May the
2: odds be ever in your favor?
4: You, after a couple of hours, uh, you've kind of blown through some of Carlton's watch, and uh, it's starting to get more into Travancore's watch at this point, because you're you're kind of gauging on things because Jonathan just slept through stuff. And as the night progresses, there's a moment in where you're you're pretty sure you hear something. And you key in on it, and it sounds like the flapping of wings, and you hear and it it sounds not like it's getting necessarily closer right above you, but like it's coming from behind you and it might be skirting off to your right uh, but it's it is getting closer, just it looks like it's coming in from the right. What would you like to do?
0: Can I do like me... a like hand-cut-to-ear hearing check to see if it's actually coming from
4: the right? Um, you can... Yeah, I'll, you know, like, give me another perception check. See, now that you know it's that there's something there, you can hone in on it. That's oh, yeah, fun.
0: that's gonna be an 18.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: Wow. You're a little unsure what it is. You can't actually see anything, but you can much more clearly hear it now. It's it's coming fairly close, and whatever it is, is it is large. It is massive and it is it is either flying super low to the tree line or it is so big it is inconceivable
0: so i don't want to make a lot of noise it either doesn't know that we're here right that's my thought it's either so big that it's just flying close it can't see us it doesn't know that we're here the fires died out
4: yeah the fires are just embers at this point, just smoldering embers. They're very, very faint.
0: So I'm gonna go over to Travencore, who is self master hunter dude. I'm gonna climb up on his chest, I'm gonna put my hand over his mouth, and I'm gonna go... And I'm gonna gently wake him up.
3: Okay. Huh. Huh. Bernice, What's going on?
4: It's Actually, it's loud enough now, and now that he's awake and that you've cued him in, you can very clearly hear it. And, and... Oh, yeah, I hear
3: that.
4: Yeah. Uh, so you've climbed up onto his chest and are, like, holding his mouth. Travancore, you're looking up at the sky. You hear what are now very clear to both of you, giant wings. And you see, over the tree line, uh, a big leathery blue wing flap as it flies over you and keeps going. That looks like a dragon. You can roll a nature check if you'd like to check. You can both roll a nature check, but uh, uh, Travancore, I'll give you advantage since you actually saw the wing.
3: Okay, cool. So I roll twice, basically?
4: Yes, and you take the higher result.
3: Oh, well, that's just as well because I just rolled a one. (laughs) 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 Uh, Wow! That's some
1: advantage, son! So I'm thinking Flying
3: Pig... Yeah, it's probably a flying paper. <laughs> it's the Jersey Devil. Oh, it could be okay, the Jersey so Devil. Oh, man. Travis, what did you get? Weeks. I rolled a four. Plus? Plus nothing. Just four.
4: Wow, your perception sucks. Uh, Burnt. Perception. That was I thought it was, no, I
3: thought, that was nature.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, nature. You're right. Yeah, nature. Nature. I don't get, um, that I, that's strange.
3: I'm a nature guy. I don't get any nature <laughs> bonus whatsoever. Perception's plus four, though. I wish I perceived something.
4: Well, neither of you know exactly what it is, but it's big and it's blue. And it's ginormous. And it now seems to be flying west and away from you.
3: That's probably for the best, Bernice. But uh, the best thing we can do now is nothing, I think.
4: At this point, the bear behind Travancore stirs. And it it hears the two of you talking. And so you're positioned on top of his chest. And you're chatting. And you kind of look up. And you see this big fuzzy muzzle just kind of looking quizzically at you
3: oh
4: shh Bernice. it's not making a noise it's just looking at you
3: it's okay shadow go back to sleep can i call you shadow is shadow a good name you like shadow
4: it looks at you and then it just puts its head down and goes back to sleep
3: good shadow good night shadow there there's asleep. The sleep that's the name of my dog
1: oh
4: <laughs> so you wait a few more minutes kind of tense Listening as the wings fade off into the distance, gets quiet again. The you hear a couple of of night owls, and you wait a good five ten minutes, long enough that Travnickor is starting to get a little uncomfortable that this gnome is on your chest, but mm. you don't hear the the whatever that was return.
3: Okay, I think I think the coast is clear.
4: All right, Bernie goes and curls up in her stuff. Travancore, I'd love for you to roll me a perception check.
3: All right. This is my chance to shine. I get a big old bonus for perception. I might need it. 14 with my bonus.
4: Great. So you you actually find a slightly better spot than the other two had. Uh, at this point, you've, you've figured out that the watches are all screwed up. The, the sun very quickly starts to rise on your watch, and uh, it seems to be all quiet some gray clouds have started to move on in, and it's very lightly snowing. It's not obscuring anything. It's very small dots of snow. It looks like it's going to be kind of a cold morning. The, the sun rises, and just about at the moment that you're thinking, all right, time to stoke the fire and get everything going, you hear the crack of a twig behind you. I turn around. Go ahead and roll me another perception check. Okay.
3: Eleven.
4: All right. Uh, you see, not far away from you, not too far away, it's, he's maybe like 30, 35 feet, stumbling towards you, a figure uh, seems to be a, a tall humanoid figure. You can't quite tell human or elven or, or what just yet. Uh, You can see that he's moving erratically. He seems to be stumbling, uh, thin, very uh, frail-looking figure, not trying to sneak up on you. The hard-packed ground and the the forest has managed to conceal him up until this point, and he's stepped on a twig. He hasn't noticed you noticing him. He's just still kind of making his way through the underbrush, and he kind of falls to his knees once, and you hear, and then he picks himself up.
3: How close am I to the rest of my party?
4: Uh, you're within five feet of them.
3: All right, it's mo- it's dawn pretty much right now. I mean, I use the sun up and everything.
4: Yep, the uh, sun is just starting to rise. There is enough ambient light that you you now can see this figure. Uh, yeah, it's it's time to wake up. I'd I'd be playing uh English horn and the the sun rising music if I
3: could. Gotcha. Is there a way I can like throw a pebble like to Jonathan Magimuscular to kind of to wake him up while walking over to this guy to see what's going on? Like just so he wakes up. Or wait, like, kick him or something.
4: You are, you're kind of standing away from the group a little bit in order to physically jostle one of them. You'd have to move away from this figure. Uh, but yeah, if you wanted to grab something and, and toss it, you could definitely do that.
3: Um, yeah, I'll just toss like a pebble or something and I'll call out to the person. Good morning.
4: Uh, you're tossing a pebble at the person? At Jonathan. Person? At Jonathan. At Jonathan. Yeah. Okay. Roll me a, just, I guess an attack. just to see if you hit
3: okay just no bonus just like straight up like a roll
4: yeah do uh, just a a straight up add your um, ranged modifier as though
3: uh, oh okay well in that case 8 plus 5 so so 13
4: okay Uh, Jonathan what's your AC Uh,
1: at the moment uh, 13 normally but that's assume I can duck dive and dodge and stuff
4: Uh, Yes, but, you know, he still has to hit you hard enough that you'd feel it. So you uh, toss the pebble. It bounces right off of the center of Jonathan's uh, forehead. Uh, It doesn't do any damage, but he startles awake. And as he startles awake, you turn to this figure and call out to him, you said?
3: Good morning. Then it... He stops.
4: He wakes
0: up when he yells good morning. (laughs) Roll me a...
4: Let's see... (laughs) <laughs> so let's roll me a roll me a Constitution saving throw. So roll your roll well, your d twenty and your Constitution modifier.
2: Uh, eleven.
4: Carlton, you've had a really great night's sleep. You're actually a little surprised that you haven't had been woken up yet, and so because of that, you're ready to wake up. Doesn't take much. You hear Travancore loudly call out to this figure, and it immediately wakes you up. Bernie, you were just getting back to sleep, and this this doesn't wake you up at all. Uh, the figure. Hears Travancore call out to him and, and he like skids to a halt. He kind of grabs a, a nearby tree and he goes, Who is that? What are you? Are you with them? Are you with them? Who are they? The 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 temple. The the temple de Mammon. Are you with them? You're not demon worshippers, are you?
3: We're not demon worshippers at all.
4: Oh thank thank the maker. And he rushes forward.
2: I, I walk over seeing this guy coming in. I see Bernie asleep. I just go. Hey, little buddy, and start poking her.
4: Bernie, you can now wake up. At this point, the figure has rushed into your basically your camp. You can now see that he is an elf. He looks to be in super unhealthy condition. He is rail thin. He is wearing these tattered uh, green clothing. The, a, a very light shirt and some tattered green pants no shoes, you can see that his feet are raw and bloody um, he looks haggard and worn, he's got dark circles under his eyes, he sees all of you and in his exhaustion he just kind of falls to his knees and says, you must I got it. I got it. I got it." and then he just falls over unconscious
0: Is he at spare the dying levels or cure
4: wounds levels? You can definitely go over and check him out and do a medicine check. Well,
0: that's the nine.
4: That okay? It has to be enough to know if he's dead. He not dead. He seems to be unconscious. Uh, his feet are bloody, from obviously look. It looks like he's he's run a fair bit tonight on you know the the rough forest floor. He is obviously malnourished, but you don't see any other obvious wounds. He just you think he might just be exhausted. At this point, also, I will say all of you have had an extended rest, and you get your spells back, you get your hit points back. Anyways, so you've got an unconscious elf in your camp. What would you like to do?
0: We could just let him sleep for a little while. I know I have, like, a little kit, like, a little, like, medicine kit. Mm-hmm. That's still right here. Can I use my medicine kit to, like, mend his feet? Yeah, absolutely. Bandage up his feet. And while I'm doing this, I throw, like, some shade over at the bear, like, bitch, you wish you had this.
4: Uh, bear is still the kind of, he's, he's looked up when all this action happened, saw it wasn't a threat, and has gone back to sleep.
0: And a Travis just like a tiny bit of shade, like, remember?
3: I ignore the shade.
0: <laughs> this is Beyonce levels of shade.
3: Do I need to roll as- <laughs> a constant shade-saving throw? Sade.
0: No, no.
4: You, you've you got this. <laughs> you see that the bear doesn't give two fucks, and you feel pretty good. Alright, so you're just gonna let this guy rest, m- make some breakfast, kind of get on with your day, just leave him there?
2: Or are you gonna... So, just to be on the safe side, should we tie him up? We don't know who this guy is.
3: What well, can we search him to see if he has any weapons on him or something?
4: You can very easily search him. He is literally wearing a thin shirt and a pair of britches and nothing else. And there doesn't seem to be a place for pockets... Um, if you want, you can roll me a perception check, but he seems to be in, in dire straits. Can I do a I th-
2: check to see if I recognize him from around town? Sure. What would that be? Like investigation uh, or perception? Give me an
4: investigation check. Yeah.
2: How about perception? Should, can it be perception?
4: No, let's go with an investigation check. Damn it. Check.
3: <laughs> I All right. Investigation. Please roll high. Please roll. Damn it. Three.
4: You don't recognize him. Would really? I need to do an
3: investigation or can I do a perception check to see, like, anything?
4: Give me an investigation if you want to know, if you want to see if you know who he is. All
3: right, I'm going to do the investigation check as well. I got plus two and uh, seven, so nine. You don't
4: recognize him. Okay.
3: (laughs) Hey, Mr. Photographic Memory.
2: Uh, That's John Magimus. I know. What did I do? Do you recognize this guy?
3: You don't
1: recognize him. I don't recognize him. him.
3: I mean, there's four of them, four of us, and he just collapsed, like, exhausted. So I'm pretty sure if he turns out to be a jerk, we can take him.
0: What did he ask, what did he say to you?
3: He asked if we're from that temple of, uh, demon worshippers.
0: Yeah, but what he asked you if he, he worshipped? It was an M something. Well, Mammon, technically I technically
3: kind of
2: might have lied in a way, because I'm pretty sure Jonathan's definitely been being Dorveen. And tieflings are descendant of demons. Oh, I don't yeah, think I've had true, an man.
1: opportunity to worship at the altar of Dorveen yet. <laughs>
4: <laughs> at this point, it's been about an hour. You've bandaged up his feet. A uh, couple of you have gotten the fire going and have got breakfast starting started. The bear has woken up and has uh, uh The bear is sticking very, very close to you and kind of trying to stay on whatever side is the furthest from everybody else. And uh, I'd love for you to do me a nature check and try to interact with your bear.
3: Okay, I have no bonus for nature, surprisingly.
4: I know. Seven. Uh, bear is sticking close to you as breakfast is being prepared. Whether it's the sounds or the smells are finally being a little healed, your uh, elven friend wakes up, and it's a it's a slow wake up. You hear him moan a couple times, and then he comes to consciousness and sees all of you, and says, "Ah, and he." kind of tries to scoot back a little bit and is just too weak really to move and then says, Who are you? What are you what are you doing here? Who are you?
3: It's okay. My name's Travancore. We operate out of Greenest. What's your name?
4: Greenest. Um Willerin. My uh my name is Willerin. Willerin. How far how far are we from Greenest?
3: Not sure. muscular
1: how are we doing on that map? I tell them how far we are from Greenest. You're
4: about a day's hard walking from Greenest, and uh, Willerin is happy to hear this. He goes, "Good, good. Uh, can I come with you? Can Can you take me there, please? I I just we I just need to get away from here as quickly as possible. Where's here? I will pay you whatever I can when we get back to Greenus. I have contacts in Greenus. I know people. I can get you money. I can I can I can get you anything you need.
1: Just take me back. Hey, slow down there, high speed. Slayroll. And uh, who do you know? Where, and I say this as I'm packing up. I'm not I'm not packing up quickly. I'm just kind of packing up my stuff normally.
2: Cuz then all I carry an axe, all I do is just slap it on my
3: back.
4: <laughs> you just attach it like the Master Chief. Just just I'll slowly here. pack too. He's wild-eyed and frantic, but at kind of your methodical pecking and not basically being in his face, he starts to calm down. He's like, "Well, it's it's been a month or two, um, maybe three, maybe um, was it's it's snowing. It's maybe been four. It's been a while, but I I there, I have a couple merchant friends. Um, I, I know a couple people at uh, Pyramid Head." Um, but I can, I mean, I, I whatever, haven't, haven't I, heard any whatever names.
1: Ex- I say, brother, uh, a name or two would be good. You're you've run into a bunch of strangers out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you, it would do you well not to be vague.
4: I, I'm not trying to be vague. I'm just, I, I,
1: calm down, just, calm it's yourself. Been, it's been so Na- long since give I've me seen an
4: anybody name. who hasn't been an asshole. I know,
1: I know it's they're jerks. You know and
4: he starts to kind of cry a little bit and it's it's an ugly cry it sucks you know no one likes to see a grown elf cry We well, haven't met me and yet i'm an
2: asshole so i'm not buying
4: but you're not you're not you don't you don't worship him
3: who's, who be you, him? who's he
4: mammon? mammon i don't
3: even don't even know who that is
4: that I just I need to get away from them. I've been I've been a prisoner there for months, and I just I need to get away. And I I promise whatever I can do, just get me as far away as as. Can. Where
2: is there?
0: I cast um, emotion. Oh, nice,
3: nice.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I'm just gonna cast that because this kid's not gonna tell a shit because he has freaked the fuck out, and Zona Truth ain't gonna help. Basically, people can choose to fail their saving, whatever it is. Basically, he freaked out, and I can feel him freaking out. And I look at him really nice, and I say, Honey, do you just do you, do you need a little help? Do you just, do you, do you just need to like, calm down a little bit? And maybe just tell us what's going on, and we can help you once you calm down and tell us what's happening. Okay. And then I go...
4: I do need everybody to make ca- charisma saving throws. Bernie, did you just calm his tits? In a 20-foot radius sphere. sphere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I got
1: uh, no, two Well, one. Now. Calm uh, the no. fuck down. or, or just, I don't know. What kind of check is it? Well, I was already calm.
4: It's a charisma saving charisma. throw against Bernie's um, spell DC. What's your spell DC?
2: Alright, I got a
3: 14. Okay.
4: So if you roll a 12 or higher, you're not affected by the spell. I did not um, roll that.
0: <laughs> Even if you, you can choose to fail.
4: Willerin does not choose to fail, mostly because he doesn't, he's too freaked out, but he does fail. So uh, you, you do see him calm down. And I look at him bit. in the eye, and I'm like, let's take a couple deep breaths.
2: Can we rename the spell Calm Your Tits?
4: Besides Willerin, who else failed? I failed. Does anyone choose to fail?
1: Nah, nah, no, I'm good.
4: Okay,
1: <laughs> just gonna chill Willerin out.
4: Willeran begins to follow your your breathing, and as you breathe in, he breathes in, and and Travancore, you can't help but breathe along, and you notice the bear next to you is also breathing along, and all four of you are just breathing in unison. Bernie, I need you to make a Constitution saving throw. You don't have to because you, you cast the spell. This is something else. Well.
1: <sighs>
4: okay. So you are guiding everybody in this kind of meditative breathing. You've now noticed that Travancore and the bear have joined in. And so the four of you are just in and out and in. This curious thing happens is you start to feel the same calm that you're imbuing on these people. And, like, just four people meditatively breathing in and out. And for, for a moment, the bear doesn't frighten you, and you are just focused on Willeran, who is now looking at you with a very calm, very focused, serene face. And he says, thank you. I, I haven't felt this, this focus in a very long time.
0: I reach up, and kind of, like, touch his face. With my little tiny hand. Wilbur <laughs> just... I'm, I'm kind of like glazed over.
4: Okay, yeah. Like, like, the four of you are just kind of caught in this yoga-like trance of breathing. Um... And uh, Carlton and Jonathan, the two of you, are just find this amusing as hell. <laughs> so you you reach up, and he looks deep into your eyes, and you can feel him just like weight off his shoulders. This is a story he's wanted to tell. And he's, he starts to, I'm, I'm a merchant from Waterdeep. And I was headed here over the summer to, to see some contacts that I know in Greenest. We were going to make a lot of money. We were going to make a, a a great amount of money. And I had a gentleman approach me at one of the way stations who pointed me to a group of people who were looking to make contact with a traveling merchant. And he promised that these were underserved people who would just snap up my wares. Basically, he he sounded like I wouldn't even need to make the trip to Greenest and hawk anything. I, I could just sell for whatever. And it, it sounded amazing. So I followed him back to the castle. And it's... It's not, it's not a castle at all. And you can see a little bit of the, the fear back in his eyes, but between your spell and everybody's breathing, he's still staying calm. They're, they're worshippers of Mammon, who is a a demon. Uh, They covet gold and wealth and power. And the moment I entered their temple, I was stripped of all of my possessions and forced to be a slave for them. And I've been there for months. It wasn't until recently um, Kynan and I managed to escape. He he went one way and I went another in the hopes that both of us could escape and not draw attention to ourselves. And I, I ran all night, just, just blindly hoping that I could find someone or or something and, and thank Pelor, here you are. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I pledged all of my wages from the next month to him, as soon as I get out, got out of there. And I'm, I, I will, I, I promised him and here I am. And now all we have to do is run.
1: Jonathan, do you still have that map? Yes, I whip out the map. Where,
2: where should we avoid?
4: It takes him a minute to orient himself uh, to where the roads are. You're, you're kind of fairly far off the beaten track. You're pretty far off the beaten track as you were tracking the, the drakes that had gone after that wing. And um, you're about three miles away from a, a small lake that's unmarked on, it's marked on your map, but it, it doesn't have a name. And he points his finger to the close side of the lake and he says, here, there's a, a an old fort that they've taken over that they're using. And just, they call merchants and noblemen and anyone of power, they lure to this place and take all that they can. It's the, They just covet any amount of wealth that they that they can and and they're I don't want to go back I can't. We we need I to understand flip. that but
2: so- like how many people are we running running from?
4: The leader has maybe about a dozen disciples, maybe maybe a few more but they come and go and there's another uh six or seven slaves that they they keep down. I guess now four, now that, I mean, unless Kynan was captured, now there would just be four of them.
3: So, Willifin, I don't know about you, but I want to hold on to this chill vibe just as long as I can. How do y'all feel about heading back to, uh, to town?
2: I do, because I'm wearing a loincloth and it's fucking snowing, and I am, goddammit, I'm cold. I can't feel my balls.
0: I, I I take my tiny hand and I clasp one of his big hands in my tiny hand. I look at him, I say, Willoran we need to go fuck some shit up you? is that what you need from us right now
4: for the first time since you've met him a very tiny smile like a very small just almost a tick and he says I would love nothing more than to see them brought to their knees to the slavery that they've imposed on all of
2: us I'm gonna need you to say I need you to fuck them up for me I need you to say that I'm sorry, w- Willer. I just can't do it unless you say I need you to fuck these people up for me.
4: I would love both of you to roll persuasion checks. And I will give you both advantage since you're working together on this.
2: I also got a 17. So two 17s.
4: So you're clasping his hand behind you. This imposing half-orc figure is is just like grinning and going, let's fuck some shit up. And I'm pulling out and my axe
2: like, say it, say it.
4: He breaks through your your calm emotions for just a moment, and says, "Can we fuck some shit up?
2: <laughs> we can fuck some shit up. Great!" Yeah,
4: and he lets go, and he. <laughs> uh, but immediately he's just like, "But first, is there? Can I have some bread or something? Do you have any? Food? Do we have any of that
3: pasta that mysteriously disappeared? Left? Uh, we do have bear meat.
4: We have bear meat. At this point, uh, Travancore, the bear next to you, growls.
3: How about some of my rations? I have ten days left. I mean, I'll just dig into my rations. Also
4: hides behind you a little bit.
3: Yeah. Shadow, that's the right response. Uh, hey, I have some rations in my bag. It's like a fat kid hiding yes. behind his twig.
4: He takes your rations with glee. He doesn't even care about the bear. Stuffs them into his mouth. and <laughs>
3: Okay,
4: I can... Um, I, I mean, I'm not... I can't in a fight, but I can show you where they are. If you, I mean... If you want to go go town first.
3: I mean, we have to return this wing, if nothing else. Let's go back to Greenest.
4: All right. He is more than happy to go in the opposite direction. I have a question
3: about Greenest, the town's policies towards open bears. Would he have to wait out (laughs) of town, or can he walk around as long as he's with me? He's cool.
4: As far as you know, you have no clue.
3: Let's find out. It's a concealed carry license. You You
2: can only have him if you can hide him under your coat.
3: I know the governor. I'll talk to Governor Tarball, get him a bear license. That's cool.
4: You guys gather up all of your things. You go find Reggie, who has wandered off a little bit and is, is eating uh, with the giant, the two pieces of the wing kind of uh, tied to his side. Uh, Willerin is a little confused by all of this, but is it, it all looks too good to be true, and so he doesn't care. And you set off back towards Greenest. Um, it takes most of the day to to get back it took all day to get out here because you were kind of tracking now that you're just kind of headed straight back it takes most of the day and you're arriving about four or five o'clock in the evening
2: i'm hungry who wants to go grab some food at the running king oh me let's go let's go eat let's eat you hungry Wilbur?
4: yes absolutely anything anything We know this great place
2: where you can get a great bite
4: i will eat anything even bear you enter town and, um, Travencore, you do notice that people are uh, that uh shadow is very nervous about entering town uh he ta- is gonna take a little bit of coaxing he he kind of as you approach this human settlement, he slows down a little bit and you hear him Whoa. it's
3: okay, shadow, I'll take care of you. I protected Whoa. you so far, right? And I kind of stroke Whoa. his side of his face,
4: and uh go ahead and roll me a.
3: A persuasion check. Oh, nice. Oh, I'm persuasive. is 20. Natural 20. Crit. (laughs) Merry (laughs) (laughs) Christmas. Overall. Merry Christmas. Everyone drink. I I, Can we just start doing
2: that? Every time we crit, we drink.
4: I don't understand why we aren't doing that. I I agree.
2: That's
1: a rule.
4: (laughs) (laughs) With that incredibly persuasive... Um, scratch behind the ear, Shadow leans into your touch, and you hear him, and he almost purrs a little bit. And, and as you then walk into town, he, he is like right on your hip, but he follows you into town. The people in town give you a wide berth, and while they're not necessarily freaking out, they are really quite disturbed by this bear. He's a young bear, so he's not huge and he is surrounded by a party of people that have become familiar in this town to a lot of these people, especially as you approach the running king. These are a lot of regulars that you know. So there there isn't a lot of of panic, but certainly a lot of the the friendly people that you're used to seeing are now giving you a couple more feet of room. And as you walk into the Running King, it it takes Shadow a moment or two to actually follow you on in, and a couple of the patrons- Not bringing him in here.
3: Shadow, Mm -hmm. it might be best if you wait outside. Is that all right? Well, roll me another persuasion check. All right. Eleven.
4: He sees the hostility from Bernie, he kind of sees your sincerity, and he, he- backs away you bring him on over to the side stables and you find a stable that is empty and kind of away from the other horses there's there's two or three other horses that are a little further down they snort and they're not happy about the bear but the bear is pretty happy to just sit in the the clean straw he curls up uh you give him a couple pieces of food i uh i hitch up uh
2: reggie while while we're putting away the bear and one of the other stables
4: Who's moving oh. the wing?
2: I think that's probably gonna be me.
4: <laughs> it is two very heavy pieces of wing. Yeah. Well, actually, I would like Travencore. I would like. I would like Jonathan and Carlton to both roll me strength checks.
2: Please don't fuck up. Please don't fuck up. I fucked up.
1: Ten. Jonathan? Uh, it's this <laughs> plus three, so ten. <laughs> We're equally shitty. Okay.
4: Uh, you both go for opposite sides of Reggie. Travancore cuts the rope free and the two pieces, You're neither of you are really ready for how heavy these things really are and they both kind of drop to the ground.
1: But then both of you with a little bit of a...
2: Bro, bro, lift with your legs. To, lift with your legs, bro. Yeah.
1: You lift with your legs. Use them glutes, boy.
4: You lock eyes with each other and like there's that momentary connection of you both totally understand that you're you're both this close to fucking this up and and now you're bros in this and so suddenly these pieces are super heavy to everybody else but you're you're managing and so you you both amble on in with these two pieces the bartenders see you coming and are quick to kind of clear the way for you and lead you back to the back room unlike before where they were trying to stop you obviously they've been told this time make room and by the time you reach the hallway dorveen is actually standing at the doorway and says oh
2: you found them. Hey, this shit's heavy. Uh,
4: Darling, they have found them. Please, please, quickly, quickly, bring them on in. And you bring them on over into the room where you see that um, the gargoyle and Sarah is, is back in a back corner. He looks like he's been sulking, but at your entrance, he perks up a little bit and runs on over. Anyway you drop these pieces kind of gently onto the floor. Dorvin comes in over and says, this is amazing. I can't believe that you found them so quickly. How did you even find them?
2: Uh, we have our ways.
4: It, it does not matter. it does not matter. Dear one, come here and the gargoyle moves forward and she's now studying the pieces like this this is going to take some time I was not expecting to see two pieces but this is this is not this is not bad could be a lot worse oh my my friends i do not need i do not need anything so pedestrian and she opens up her hand and you see fire start to curl around her palm uh and it starts off red and then it slowly turns green and you see uh ansara has moved up behind her and uh he's actually sitting next to her, at her hip, in a very familiar way to Travancore, kind of the way the bear has been following him, where Shadow has. Um, as this flame turns green, you can see Ansara's eyes, which had been kind of this milky white, get a green tinge to them. And she says, I I can fix this, but it, it will take some time. And she closes her palm again, and the fire goes out, and she says, but you, you, my friends, have my... That's most admiration and thanks. There is. Would
2: maybe one of our party members like to try to help to speed that up? Uh,
0: Are you
4: actually offering mending?
0: Yeah, I mean it's a cantrip. I a cast mending.
4: She, she smiles at you, and bows her head in thanks and says, "My dear, I am honored at your your offer, but this is, this is something a little more serious than mending. It will take some time, but." I I can take care of this. Is there anything I can do for you? And at this point, uh, Willerin, who's been just basically following you and is kind of hiding behind the four of you, says, Is that a gargoyle? Yeah, it's like...
1: Don't a gargoyle, worry no, about don't it. Don't worry about it,
4: bro. And she looks over at him and says, Can they find your new friend some shoes? Actually, that'd be great. And Willerin perks up and says, That would be fantastic fantastic my friends I, I thank you for your help and uh, for the first time on speaks up and he says mm,
3: thank you what was and that looks, I, I couldn't it, hear you. Could you it looks like it pains
4: up? him to say this and Dorveen kind of hip nudges him and he says mm, I appreciate the help and I will return it I will return it in kind someday Good to know. And Dorveen, um walks to the door with you and calls out to one of her compatriots, uh, to one of the bar bartenders. Kind of calls him on over and points to Willerin and says, "This this man needs needs some attention. Would you bring him to our friends over at the temple and make sure that he is taken care of?" And sh- put it on my tab. And the bartender's like, yep. And Willoran is ushered off uh, out of the bar and Dorveen says he will be very well taken care of. Who?
2: Like, taken care of?
4: No, you said uh, he, he's not your friend.
3: I, he, he is. I can take on. care let's, of him let's if let's you not need say anything. to. Very few let's, people
2: are my friend. Yeah. I'm not very likable.
3: I'll, I might as well tell you he, uh, he says he escaped worshippers of Manon and that they, they enslaved him and he was their prisoner for a period of weeks to months.
4: Mammon? Oh, that is a crafty devil. You be wary of anybody that is worshipping that
3: one. Appreciate the advice.
4: On Sarah speaks up and says
3: mm, That temple
4: eh, it just smells like
2: devils. Good, because we're going to go fuck their shit up. That's our plan. At, at that,
4: the gargoyle grins and he grins right at you, Carl. And he says,
2: yes. I grin back like, who's a good boy?
4: Yes. <laughs> and he looks at you and gives you kind of a more patronizing grin. <laughs> uh, Dorvine pushes on Sarah back into the room and says, I should get to work. If you need any other help, please. Please let me know. And once again, I am in your debt. We will. And she leaves and closes the door.
1: Always a pleasure. Oh, wait. wait, wait, Oh Damn it. I was going to try and kiss her hand again. Well, probably just as well that you didn't.
4: As she closes the door, uh, you guys get uh, 450 experience for for delivering the wing.
3: Hey, so guys, um, I don't know if I can tell you, Jonathan and Carlton, but last night during our watch, um, we saw this big-ass blue wing like shaking.
1: I I I'm like uh describe the wing a little bit. And I'm pretty sure that from their rudimentary descriptions, given my given my arcana check and, and given all that, I could probably deduce that it's a very large blue dragon.
4: Well, if you want to give me a nature check based on their descriptions, go for it. Wow. 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 Well, they say it sounds like a dragon.
1: That's... Uh, so this is probably the blue dragon that is being that is being coerced into helping with this campaign, right?
3: Actually, I had a question. Like, uh, my favorite opponent is draconic slash dragon. Would that help me decipher one way or the other what this thing is?
1: Yes,
4: actually. Now, now that you mentioned that, you're pretty sure that was a very familiar blue dragon wing. Probably an adult blue dragon, maybe even older.
3: Guys, we
1: are in the soup. Dragons are bad news. Well, yeah, we know this. We're fighting. We're fighting dragon cultists,
3: right? L-T-M-A! But, but cultists. There's a difference between fighting dragon cultists and fighting straight up dragons. We gonna need basically all the help we can oh, get, I and think, even then, the outcome's I think not sure. That
1: thing, what you probably saw, is far beyond us. And a yeah. party of uh, a party of Dorvines would have problems.
2: I think we should also tell Leosian just in case.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think because we should tell know, everybody so,
2: so that we trust. We want no, no, to not it, everybody, everybody
1: gonna... that we trust. We don't want to spread panic. We want to tell Leosian. Right. And we want well, to tell well, the governor. The but let's keep it at that. Like, we want to... Bros, what we want to do is we want to figure out where it came from and where it's going to. Because... So we need to figure out what's out that direction, bros and broet so that maybe it was out hunting uh, or maybe it was going home or, or going back to its base one of those two things is good either it's out looking for something and maybe we can find it before it, it does which would give us leverage or we find where it's nesting and maybe not, Maybe do, do a reconnoiter
2: if, if Smaug taught me anything dragons love gold Maybe there's, like, a fortress of gold somewhere. Big stockpiles that it's fi- trying to find.
3: Someone's got to get that dragon money. Not that I'm overly concerned about money and all that, but it's nice to have money. That said, we split the difference. We talked to Leosian. If he feels the need to pass it on to the governor, he can do that. But then we can go on and figure out what's going on. What do you guys think?
4: All right, so what are you guys doing? You're, you're now standing Let's head in over the to, running king. Let's head over
3: to Leosian's to tell him what's going on, just so he can raise the alarm if yeah. he feels the need I'm to. I'm trying
2: to be a good PC and not metagame.
4: I understand. It can sometimes be hard. Um, are you guys leaving Reggie and Shadow just sitting in the in the stables at the Running King? I'll
3: come back for Shadow.
4: Okay. You come around the corner into the stables and you notice that uh Reggie and Shadow have curled up together. Oh
1: that's
4: it, so cute. it's a little weird. But, yeah, the the pack horse is um, laying down kind of against one wall and um, with the bear with Shadow kind of in the middle. And the two of them are now just kind of leaning on each other. And the the horse has his muzzle over the back of the bear. And you're seeing his head rise every time the bear breathes in and out. And as you come around the corner, both of them kind of look at, open their eyes
3: a little bit and look at you. That's okay, guys. I-
4: so yeah, Reggie is a fairly sturdy pack horse in a pinch. Reggie could be ridden by everybody except Carlton and be considered just a, a regular horse horse, but she is, she is a pack horse. She's a plow horse. She is a, a carrying of shit horse. And uh, Shadow is a young bear. So the two of them are actually about the same size.
3: Uh, one big happy family. I, I kind of just like pet Reggie's mane and Shadow's mane at the same time with both my hands like this. Hey, guys.
4: And, and Shadow goes... Ooh, and the horse doesn't make any noise, but the horse kind of gets back up and, and is standing there looking a little more ready to work.
3: You guys want to visit Uncle Leogen?
1: Let's do it. Uh.
4: All right, the The two of them follow you out. Travancore is, is now amassing a small animal menagerie. <laughs> you guys head back to Leogen's, where fortunately you do know that his... Um, his house does have a small stable. It actually is normally unoccupied. You've never seen any of his friends show up with horses. They've all been very plainclothes m- monks who tend to walk everywhere. Uh, the few horses that you've seen shown up have actually been quickly sold, mostly to the stable master that you talk to. So you're able to bring Shadow and Reggie down to the stables, uh, give them some some feed and some 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 stuff to to munch on, and and they're they're pretty happy. Uh, and actually, uh, as you walk down there and you're taking care of the two of them, Leosian shows up and he's like, do I want to know why there is a bear in my house? Oh, my God. No. Okay. And he turns around and walks away. Hey. <laughs> Wait, Leosian. <laughs> Hang on a second. He's gone. That uh. was a very,
1: very, uh, very sitcom moment. Ah. Uh.
4: He's hung out with you guys long enough <laughs> to, to know
3: when to walk away. Well, I wanted to let him know about the uh, the dragon thing that I saw.
4: He's gone back into the house.
3: Okay, can I go? Can I follow him?
4: Absolutely. I yes. follow
3: Leochan. <laughs>
4: are all four of you going into? into oh yeah. I, I have. It's evening. It's I wanna, it's dinner I time. To this
1: discussion.
4: So. All right. He has gone back into the house and is sitting down in the common room to finish his his dinner. You guys are can quickly go get some food and and join him.
3: So you should know that we saw what we're fairly confident is a dragon last night.
4: So Leogian has been eating, uh, he's got like a salad and a stew, and his fork pauses mid-munch, as
1: you say dragon. So he doesn't do a spit take when they...
4: No, 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 he's no. He's too dignified he, for that. Well, that that would be extra sitcom He puts He puts his fork down, and he says, Are you sure? Yes. This is... The worst of all outcomes. And it was blue? Blue wing. The chromatics have always been the worst. I I will tell Governor Tarbo uh, as soon as possible. He needs to know the proper defenses against a f- a, an adult blue dragon. But I fear Greenest, even at its most ready, can never marshal a force to, to fight off such a monster. We need to... We need to find out if it is really allied with the the cultists in this area and what it wants.
3: Agreed. And I want you to know that I don't want you to think I'm taking advantage of your goodwill. The bear is a victim of the same thing, Malady, that's coming to all of us, and we need all the allies we can get at this point.
4: As someone who is one with nature, I understand. It is just a little surprising to see, but... Those of your persuasion find companions in the most unlikely of places.
0: You're following me.
4: And he looks over at you, Bernie, and he says, You are not a fan of the bear, I see.
0: Captain Obvious over here. Ding, ding, ding. Got it right again.
4: I know many who would agree with you. Oh, yeah. I also know that they do not like gnomes.
0: Well, that's fine. I hope their dads were eaten by bears too.
4: I would hope that they would meet you and learn that not all gnomes are the ones that they fear and hate. And with that, Leosian actually gets up and leaves. And you can see he's actually he's actually leaving the house, and it looks like he might
3: he might, he be, might be, be taking. To... I think yeah. he's talking. He's heading to the governor right away.
4: He's leaving. Yeah, he's left the house.
3: So, we want to hit up this mammon house?
4: It is dinner time. The sun is starting to go down.
3: Okay. Nap time.
4: All right. You guys fall asleep in your, your now normal comfy beds at Monk, Monkly Ocean's house. And wake up the next morning. And what would you like to do?
3: I'm going to go back out to the stables to see how Reggie and uh, Shadow are doing.
4: Travancore, you head downstairs. I'm assuming you're bringing breakfast. Food.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'll bring like whatever rations or whatever I could find to for both of them.
4: Okay, it's pretty easy to find feed for Reggie. There's there's a big uh, box of it just sitting right out and because there really hasn't been any horses nearby, it's 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 actually very full. Uh, and you kind of from your knowledge of bears put together a mixture of of some meat and some grains. I mean, they're omnivores, so you kind of know that they'll eat anything, and you bring out some breakfast. The two of them seem happy to to see you, and Reggie immediately digs into whatever uh, grains that you've provided, tail swishing. Uh, Shadow comes up to you and gives you a little... And I'd like you to roll me another nature check.
3: Okay. I'm really surprised the Beastmaster thing doesn't give me any kind of bonus for nature, but it is what it is. Eighteen.
4: Excellent. Um, he nuzzles you a little bit more um, fear um, fiercely this time. Aww. And you kind of feel a connection. And for the first time, you look into this bear's eyes and you feel your ranger training connecting with the spirit of this bear. And uh, Shadow is now officially your, your companion. Yay! And so you want to use him... Uh, To his fullest, you can go ahead and use his... uh, Do you have the bear information? Yep. You now have control uh, over a bear.
3: Oh, that's exciting. Hey, guys, hang out. We're here real quick. I'm going to check on the other guys. (laughs) All
1: right.
4: Shadow is happy to dig on into his his food. And as you walk away, he kind of gives you a little... (laughs)
3: I'll be back, friendo.
4: All right. What are the rest of you doing?
3: I'm gonna eat up all the food in the kitchen.
4: All right, uh, Travancore, you return to uh, Carlton, sitting on the floor with the uh, the cold box open, just reaching in, grabbing something, and shoving it into his face, and reaching in and grabbing something and shoving. That's it what into I do. I
2: have I I have to eat a lot to keep. I have a large caloric intake to maintain this. No judgment, buddy. No judgment. This doesn't happen naturally.
4: Eventually, the rest of the house wakes up. You see a couple of the other monks come on down. Lyosian comes down and uh, he is on his way out but he stops by to say I told Governor Tarbo last night of the the dragon that you saw and we will do our best to prepare the town. Thank you. If you have any more information, please let me know as soon as possible and he leaves.
1: Okay. So is uh, does the town have like a cartographer or like a map room or something like that, anywhere we could go and study maps like that's that are bigger than the dinky little map that we have.
4: You're pretty sure that you saw such a room at Governor Tarbo's um, in the fort. Okay. So as Leojin was leading you on through, there was a room there that uh, you kind of just saw out of the corner of your eye that was was essentially that.
1: I would love today... Do we have anything else planned? Are we going to go kill anything at the moment?
0: We are going to go fuck some shit up. Just...
1: Well, let's do... We can do both because if we, we can bring... We can bring... Uh, uh, Willerin, Willerin. I had his name do written we, down. I just do mean. we want to bring him? I mean, well, are you a little... can. Yeah, he would know where That's it is. True. So while you guys work with him to get where he's going, and then I can help study where that dragon was going, and maybe, maybe in both directions of his flight path, uh, figure out what if there are any points of interest in either of those directions. So it'll, it'll be okay. a study. It'll be a library trip, a study session. Sounds good.
4: Welcome back. It is the morning. You guys have taken care of your your morning business. What would you like
3: to do? Is there time to buy some apples on the way to the? Oh before? God! Oh my God! <laughs> I, I I got like three people to feed. Now. Uh, I got two animals to feed. Now, no. Basically.
4: Well, you do know that uh, Dorvine mentioned that she was taking the the merchant. Um, she was telling her bar person to take him to the temple
2: i think the wing was uh was just a curry favor yeah that's we're, right listen listen we're all doing this to earn jonathan brownie points so he can get laid that's right we are wingmening. no I'm, I'm, actually, I'm sorry uh soria is my gal
3: point of order i'm trying to earn business brownie points yeah whatever we're trying <laughs> so to
2: win am i for jonathan the magic
1: <laughs> lap business
4: you guys go back to the running King. You chat with the, the bartender that you saw go off with Willeran and you actually find out he did take him to the temple of Shanti because uh, they've, they've got a pretty good, a good relationship with those people. They dropped off a significant donation in gold. And so he's pretty sure that Willeran is there. So if you'd like to go talk to Willeran, um, he's there. Uh, Jonathan, you talked about going to the fort. Uh, did you have a... Did you want to split up? Did you want to both go? Where would you like to go? I'm
1: going to the
0: fort to study maps. I think he should send um, someone with him, but I should go to the, the, the temple.
2: I'm not... I mean, I can go study, but I don't know how much I'll remember because me, no, me and books I'll, are I'll, friends.
1: I can... Uh, that's cool. Yeah, Carlton, come with me. We will. We will learn that there is muscles aren't everything in the world Jonathan, you my friend are you gonna have teach me how to read your most powerful muscle is up here bro
2: really because i think it's the one that holds my
3: axe
1: that is also powerful <laughs> as i hold my stack
3: all right i guess bernice we're heading to get Willowran. by the way the animals are i don't think we talked to them with them they're still in the stable right
0: yeah they can they can make weird
3: wouldn't your bear be coming with you Ring oh cat? come on, that's gross. They're brother, they're, bro- they're siblings. I don't know if Reggie's a g- guy or a girl, but anyway, well, they're well,
0: adopted sibling. I think Reggie's
1: well, tra- a girl. Travancore, I think I think your bear would probably come with you pretty much everywhere. Everywhere now. now? Yep. Oh. Um.
4: So the the way at least I would interpret it, and it's totally up to you. If you told Reggie to stay someplace and it was a safe place to stay, red, not Reggie. Um, Shadow. Shadow. Then yes, Shadow would would stay there so if you wanted shadow to stay in the stable with reggie then he would he would stay
3: well if i'm with bernice it's probably best that he's hang out
4: if you don't say anything then yes shadow shadow is just gonna follow you wherever you shadow- go unless you tell him to stay
3: why don't you head over to the uh to the stables with reggie you hang out for a bit bernice yeah. and i will uh look up this willow wren guy sound good
4: and shadow ambles on back down to where Reggie is and um, and you can actually hear the horse
3: Aww.
4: like is happy to see the bear and you don't know what's been going on but the two of them are obviously friends cool Jonathan Carlton you head up to the fort the guards there actually have been told about you and they recognize you from the last time you were there and so they let you into the main common room and uh Jonathan, you remember where the room was that you saw with the maps. The door is open and as you walk on in you actually see the dwarf that you recognize from before. Did I get a name? Uh yes, Escobert. He was there. Uh he is there. Uh he's got a frown on his face. His red beard is just kind of um it's braided up like it normally is for dwarves, but it, it looks frizzled. It looks like it was done in a hurry. He's got the, the giant key ring that he usually carries with him is, is set on the table next to him. And he is currently looking over a map uh, that you now recognize as you approach of the, the general area. And he sees the two of you approach and goes, Ugh,
1: more interruptions, really? I say, hail, Escobert. I'm, I'm here for my own research. And so I go over and stand next to him and look at the map and I kind of like put my hand on his shoulder. And I was like, what are we looking at today? He
4: shrugs you off and says, I don't get fresh with me, laddie. Just do your map business and get out of my way. And he picks up his keys and walks out kind of in a
1: huff. Yeah. Was he that salty last time?
4: Roll me an insight check.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's like at 17, I think.
4: You get the sense it's not you. He's just in a super bad mood. Like nothing feels personal. He's just Ugh, I need left.
1: Okay. I I try not to take it personally and then I look and start browsing for for the big maps like where where greenest is like that big and the area is like this big.
4: All right, you very quickly find a map of the Sword Coast, which is uh where you guys are in Faerûn. It shows Pretty much everything leading up to um, Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep, you can see all the way south. Uh, you can see the sea stretching out. I mean, it's it's not all of Faerun, but it's most of it. So you you've definitely found a, a as close to a world map as you can find.
1: All right, I start looking in. I find Greenest, and I start looking in the directions west and east, and I, I try and and put it over where like. Where, where like we were in relation to greenness, but honestly, I mean, as the dragon flies, it doesn't really matter. It's it, I'm just more looking at general stuff.
4: Okay, so you quickly realize that the scale of the map that you've grabbed is so large that something as as small as a few miles outside of greenest are actually not going to show a lot of detail but next to that map you're able to flip through a couple of others and you find one that's of kind of the general area of around Greenest. It looks like it's a map that Governor Tarbo has used uh, specifically for trade routes and for um, shoring up his defenses right around. So it shows to about 20, 30 miles outside of Greenest. You can see um, to the south, someone has actually marked a couple of like question marks. Um, You can see also to the south, west there is a very small lake it's not marked with a name but you do see a tiny little lake and there is a road that leads off to the east as well um if those are kind of the general areas you were looking at is there anything in specific you're trying to find i'm
1: i'm i'm just looking for uh for landmarks anything that might be interesting anything that kind of sets off my my history check sense and, and as I'm doing that, I, 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 if I had didn't mention it already, I should have, like, quill ink and paper on me as a wizard. So I'm, I'm like, jotting down notes, like, I, I'm kind of, like, making a crude drawing of the larger area and noting stuff that might be interesting along the east and west axes.
2: So to not be left out while Jonathan's looking at the maps, I go and pull a book off the shelf and open up and start reading it. But it is, the book is upside down okay
4: (laughs) Jonathan roll me a perception check
1: all right I rolled not great I rolled a five so you are
4: very intent on these maps and you don't even notice that uh that Carlton has an upside down book in front of him (laughs) you you actually like you see him grab a book and in the back you of your mind you're you feel like oh this is good he's helping out that's great Study, 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 study. So you didn't even notice. So the map that you found... It extends out a little bit to basically the surrounding cities. It goes north as far as uh, Baldur's Gate and Ethereal. It goes south to the mountains. It goes west out to Candlekeep on the coast. And it goes east out to uh, a couple of, of towns and along the the uh, reaching woods in that direction. Greenest is kind of in the middle of a giant field uh, and a lot of of trees and forests. There is a very thin... Thick wood to the northwest. The wood sharp teeth. The wood of sharp teeth. The tiny little lake that you've been told about. You do see on the map. As I said, it's uh kind of southwest, maybe a couple of miles uh from greenest. It's about another's di- a day uh travel, especially straight. It's off the beaten path, but it's it wouldn't take too long. Is there anything in- else you wanted to know about?
1: Well. I am looking at this map. Is there a map marked Well of Dragons?
4: Uh, not on this map, okay, no. Checking. Not on the just big checking. map of favor Just checking.
1: Okay. Uh, so let's see. I don't see any. I, I guess I wouldn't see anything that really strikes my fancy. Uh, there are the mountains going out east. But going west. The Cloakwoods. The Cloakwood. Tell me about the Cloakwood.
4: Um, roll me a history check. You tell me about the Cloakwood.
1: Uh, 14.
4: Okay. You don't know too much. You know it's on the coast. You know, uh, it's to the west. It is right along the coast. It's very far to the west. It's basically north of Candlekeep. It is, um, far enough west that you, you don't remember passing through it it's off the the coast way for good reason it you've heard that it's dangerous but no more dangerous than anywhere else in Faerun
2: Jonathan hey Yo. hey Jonathan did you know that dragons can fly
1: I go over I, I actually get up and I I pat him on the back and I say hell of a job there Carlton keep up the good work <laughs> thanks buddy
4: <laughs> all right while the two of you continue to study the maps Trevancore and Bernie what are you guys doing
0: we are walking to that temple and we've got some time to kill, so I say, Travancore, would you like um would you like to hear a myth of one of the many religions I am Sure. This is not a religion that many people in favor and worship, but I'm told that in a land far, far, far away from here, there's tiny little archipelago. or whatever. It's like a peninsula with islands. Apparently a long time ago, there was this Very talented hunter, not quite unlike yourself, named Axion. And he, unfortunately, one day on his hunt, you know, he had not quite the power of the bear, but many, 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 many dogs that would go hunting with him. And, you know, he loved to hunt stags, things like that. Stuff that could, you know, maybe if they got lucky, kind of like, Stick their antlers in your insides and just, whoa, whoa, prime out. And he stumbled upon a goddess one day when he was trying to find a stag. Now, her name was Artemis, and Artemis had sworn that she would never know the touch of a man. Who can imagine? When he stumbled upon her while she was bathing, she was just a little pissed off, and so she turned him into a stag. And all of his friends were out hunting with him that day, and he couldn't find him, and they wondered where he had gone. And they were calling to him and calling to him, Acteon, Acteon, where are you? But his dogs found him. They knew his scent. So familiar were they with his scent. But they found him. And doing what those kinds of animals do, they tore him to pieces. And the last words he heard were those of him, his, his compatriot's going. I do, I do. Where are you? As they ripped him limb to limb. So, what do you think we should tell these people in the Temple of Shani?
3: Well, we should definitely let them know that we know Dorvine. That we are looking for uh, Willowren. I'm actually thinking about giving them one of my swords. I never use them.
0: Are you picking up what I was putting down here?
3: A little bit, but I'm ignoring it.
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, we should go find Willowren, and we should see if he can um, point out where his bad
4: touch was on the map. All right. You guys enter the temple of Shanti after that very engrossing story. Actually, as you enter, you practically run into Willeran. You guys are opening the doors outward and he's standing there like as he's about to push open the doors. You, Excuse me. You almost don't recognize him. He's now in very simple but comfortable um, clothing, uh, looks like some, some decent leather armor. He's got some shoes on. He, uh, looks like a man who has finally had a decent night's sleep and a good meal. He is still rail thin and is looking fairly weak, but is, is now bright eyed and bushy tailed. And he says, Oh, I was just coming to look for you. Amazing. And he, reaches behind him and pulls at his... He's got a very small bag with him and he pulls out a small pouch and hands over a a clinking pouch of gold and says, I spoke to my friends and I was able to... Cash in on on some some debts that I that I was owed that I hadn't even thought about cashing in in forever, but it, this is an emergency, and 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 here I promised, and here you are, and he hands over a bag of twenty five gold, and he says, the 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 temple here has been amazing, uh the the, the Darvin has been fantastic, I I couldn't have asked to for Pelor to bring me into the the aid of anybody else but you and uh this is just fortuitous and thank you and I know this is not enough for what you have done for me but this is everything I have although now that I have given you something as promised I do need to pay um pay uh, Pelor I I need to head back to I, I need to head back to Waterdeep, and I need to see the clerics there. They're going to be kind of surprised to see me, because they haven't seen me in a very long time. Uh, that might have something to do with what happened to me. But anyway, I'm I'm going to be leaving shortly. Is there anything that else that I can help with you to help you?
0: Would you like to come with us to
4: fuck some shit up? Roll a persuasion
0: check.
2: If that doesn't work, come get me and I can intimidate him into helping.
4: You are not there.
2: I know, that's why I said come get me. Uh, that's that's pretty persuasive. Bad.
4: He looks conflicted for a second and says, I would love nothing more, but I am basically penniless and I have nothing but the clothes on my back. I'm not sure if I would help at all. I'd be more than happy to tell you anything that I know. If you would like me to come with you and show you the way to that accursed temple, I would I would be more than happy, but when it comes to actually fighting the, the horrors of those clerics, I, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be of much
3: use to you. I reach behind me, and I extend one of my uh, my short swords, and I say this to Willowren. You have a chance choice here. You could either get the revenge you seek, or you can move on with your life. They're both valid choices. I'm not telling you one is better than the other. We'll certainly appreciate any help you can give us. But you have a chance to be a comrade in arms.
4: He takes the sword and hefts it a little bit. And you can see as he hefts it that this is a familiar weight. He is not unused to wielding a sword. He's obviously very out of practice and weak. Uh, But um, did you have short swords or did you have rapiers?
3: Uh, Short swords.
4: Okay. He hefts it a little bit and he kind of nods at the balance. And he thinks about your words for a moment. Nothing would please me more than to see those snobby assholes brought low by their own hubris. If you will have me, I cannot promise much, but you will have this. And he holds up the sword and, I, and he says, but I I will do whatever I can to bring those fiends to justice.
3: Let me make something abundantly clear. You're, you've been there slave for a few weeks, if you're weak, that doesn't mean like you need to stay there and fight and die. If you, the first sign of trouble, you bolt. Do you do you understand?
4: I I do. That may be difficult, but you you are probably right. I'm I'm not the man I was months ago when I was hale and healthy entering their hellhole.
3: All I'm saying is you have your life back, I wouldn't be in such a rush to put it in jeopardy so soon. But again, this is an important cause and it's bigger than all of us at this point.
4: I agree, and I'm with you. You have saved my life, and the least I can do is do whatever I can to protect yours. All right. And he takes the scabbard, and he belts it around, and he sheathes the sword, and he
3: says, when do we leave? Now's a good time as any. Shall we head to uh, the fort to to, to meet up with our friends?
4: I have no pressing matters, except for yours. (laughs) Let us
3: go. That's a good question. Should we head to a market or something, or I don't think, like, armor's good.
0: Even the worst armor is better than a tunic. It's just like stop by the market. You know how much Jonathan likes reading Q, and you
1: won't notice we are gone. <laughs> Smash right, cut how about to, this? to Jonathan the Maginot Muscular, literally with his nose in the book.
3: I'll con- <laughs> I'll consent to this on the condition you ease up on Shadow. Is that fair? You don't have to like him, you don't have to be anywhere near him. Just don't talk about killing him all the time.
0: This is a big thing for me.
3: Hold up. I appreciate that. All right, well, take the time to think. You don't have the answer right now. But we can have walked towards uh, the fort. Maybe we can pass Mark on the way. If nothing else. I can treat myself to a delicious apple.
4: At this, Willerin perks up. He's kind of listened to this this intense interaction about w- whether to give him back his twenty five gold, and he is, you know, huh, 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 as as this, and then got very serious as you guys are talking about Shadow, who he, he's gathered as the bear and everything, and and then at the thought of apples, he's like, and Mark it, he says, "Yes, I I I have had breakfast." But I have to admit, after months of being on slaves' rations, I can't seem to satiate my hunger, and this this would make me very happy.
3: Don't eat too much, your stomach will explode, but I I, I don't object to heading to the market. Let's head over there. Yeah.
0: I won't let Shadow die. I won't let Shadow die.
3: That means a lot to me. Thank you. And I understand how big that is for you.
0: And you, we give this guy his 25 gold. And he buys armor, armor, because we've got some people who can see them for free. And yes, yeah, that's our deal. But I get to say what it is called.
3: That's reasonable. We've bought this man's life and your freedom of speech. I think that's a bargain.
0: It's a wonderful bargain. Let's go to the market.
3: Yay!
4: You guys head to the market, and he's able to use his gold uh, to buy some some hide armor. And outfit himself with that. He's still going to use the sword, Travancore, that you gave him. But he's got himself some decent hide armor now. Um, And he actually has some leftover gold and hands over uh, 10 GP that's left from that. And says, I want you to have the rest. I didn't need it all. Um, I I can't wear anything heavier than this. So uh, please take this. And he hands you back over 10 gold. And he is now fitted in some nicer armor. Would you like to do anything else, or are you going to go meet back up with Jonathan and Carlton at this point?
3: Bernice, a word. What do you want to do with this ten gold? Do we split it all four ways, or do we give it back to him with the hope that he can buy his life back?
0: I spent a while impersonating deities. and it's good to hedge your bets. So, you and I need to find a way to make an offering to pay or-
4: there is not a temple to Palor in town, but you're pretty sure in several of the towns nearby, which which are still several miles away, you can find a temple. And Willerin speaks up at that point and says, I promise that if you would like me to donate this to the temple, I'm, I'm headed back to Warderdeep, And the first thing I will do is visit the temple and give them whatever I have.
0: Donate Palor.
4: And he takes it and he puts it back into his pouch and he says, yes, absolutely on my life and he bows to both of you he manages to bow deep enough to bernie that his head actually goes lower than your head which is wow. amazing for an elf to an a gnome i mean he practically bends over back of uh, just halfway to do it
3: at the risk of embarrassment damage <laughs> i'd say to willerin pay lord forward Oh, ho, ho.
4: This has been such a sweet moment I'm in the fort reading my book,
2: and I feel like a tingle down the back of my spine like, what the fuck was that?
4: You feel Paylor shudder, but so much good has happened today that, and, and there's been some reconciliation. Nothing happens at the moment. Carlton and Jonathan, is there anything else that you guys want to do? I
2: am reading!
1: Um... I didn't really get anything out of this, did I? I mean, I know the range of a dragon, but there's nothing... Is, is there nothing that really sticks out to me for for what m- the dragon may have been going to or from?
4: Not really. You do... Uh, it's very common knowledge that if this was a blue dragon, which you're fairly certain of, they covet... Like all dragons, they covet gold. They covet jewels and gems and wealth. Um, Blue dragons also covet um, worshippers. They want people to bow before them. They, They want to know that, in their mind, the lesser races know that they are the slaves to them. Frankly, any of the towns in this area of the Sword Coast, with the possible exception of Baldur's Gate, would not be easy pickings for an adult dragon. They probably would see it as more trouble than it's worth to attack. But certainly there would be enough wealth and and shiny things in any of these towns to make it worth their while. You are really positive now that you know where the the tiny lake that Willer Willeran mentioned is. You're you're pretty sure you know exactly where to go to find the the camp of the the temple to um Mammon. Uh, obviously, you'll need him to like verify exactly where on the coast it is. But now that you you've seen where the, the water is and you've seen where this little lake is, you, you kind of know where to go. You're pretty sure you can get everybody there within about a half a day.
1: Okay. Sounds good. We'll, we'll go, we'll go on that. Then maybe there's a clue at the temple of Mammon.
4: All right. You guys meet back up at uh Leosian's place. Are you guys taking the, the bear and the, the horse with you?
1: Yeah.
2: Hey guys, All I was right. reading. Did you know that dragons could fly? Also, he, Willer he,
1: he did real good. He did real good.
2: Willer, did you I extend say my that hand to high five while if we take you away from the bad people?
4: Uh to Carlton and Jonathan, it is very obvious that Willerin is wearing a very nice set of a uh, hide armor, he's got some shoes on. He's got a, a short sword at his side that looks familiar. You think that might be one of Travancore's and he looks while he's still rail thin, he looks like he's in a uh, better a better circumstance. He's had some sleep and a couple of good meals and he he seems to be in much better spirits. So Jonathan, if you take a moment and pull out your small little map and consult it with what you now know and consult Willeran, he can pinpoint exactly where this temple is and you guys are headed out to go to the temple? Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Dungeons & Dragons & Drunks. Keep an eye out for the second half of this episode coming soon. Meanwhile, follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?